Welcome to the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast, where we talk all things fitness, no-nonsense nutrition, and lifestyle transformation for the modern-day woman who's ready to quit the diet, ditch the scale obsession, and fall in love with being strong. Hosted by yours truly, Alessia Donato, opinionated Italian, lover of all things iron, who also happens to be a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, life coach, and owner of the Body by Less online nutrition and fitness program. So grab yourself a coffee as we get open and honest about what it takes to build a strong, fit, and healthy body and mind from the inside out. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Alessia, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I have been in a bit of a hiatus when it comes to the podcast, and I just wanted to say I'm sorry. I I missed you guys. I missed you guys so much. Um, I missed talking to you guys. I missed just getting on here. And, you know, talking to you guys about health, fitness, and everything in between. So it's just been a bit of a crazy couple of months. And it's been one of those months where, you know, we're kind of getting to the summer and it's getting really hot around here. And I am so busy with my hybrid coaching business that sometimes the online content get takes a little bit of a backseat and I go through these ebbs and flows. So I do apologize um, for being a bit missing in action. But here I am. I'm back and I'm back with a bang because I wanted to do an episode that, um, you know, kind of speaks to a lot of the issues that I hear from my clients over and over again. Um or even just women who are dieting and they're not seeing results. And so today we're going to talk about why you're not losing fat in a deficit. So you might be, you know, dieting, you might have embarked on a diet, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year or, you know, new year, one of the new year's resolutions was to lose weight and you started a diet, you went into a calorie deficit because you were told you got to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. And that is the truth. And so you did that. So you went online, maybe you did uh, calculate your calories on an online calculator, or you went on my fitness pal and you, you know, entered your, your stats and it told you, boom, you've got to you got to eat 1200 calories. And so you started your diet and, um, you know, you've seen a little bit of progress, but you know, not, not much. Right. And so you're struggling and now you're like, well, I haven't lost a freaking kilo. (laughs) What the heck is going on? So I'm going to take you through some of the most common reasons why you are not losing fat or weight when you're in a calorie deficit. So let's start with the first one. And the first one is probably one that is most common 
And by the way, these re these these uh, common reasons are not in any particular order. Okay, so um, I'm just starting with one of the most common ones, and that is the weekends. Okay, so you might be in a calorie deficit throughout the week. So you might be one of those people that you eat really clean and you have like super, super healthy meals throughout the week. Okay, so from, from Monday to Friday, you are on it. You are super adherent. You eat salads with chicken or chicken and broccoli and... Um, you know, you drink your green tea and you have your granola bowls and your low-fat yogurts throughout the week. So on, you know, throughout the week, you're on track and you're sticking to your quote-unquote healthy, clean meal plan. But then, okay, comes the weekend. Comes the weekend and you're like, I've had a really tough freaking week. I've put all of this effort in and I deserve to relax, and I deserve to eat what I want. Or you might be the other kind of person who goes, man, this week has been so hard on my diet. I've been restricting. It's been just so difficult to stick to. Fuck it. I am going to go and eat whatever I want on the weekends. Or you're number three, okay, which you might already know that your weekend's count okay towards your entire week's deficit but you don't have a plan for the week for the weekend and so you lose track and you just don't track it at all so these are the most common issues when it comes to what i call them weekend warriors right they're the people that they track perfectly all week and then on the weekends, they don't track, all right? It's, a, it's as if the weekend doesn't count. Or you're one of those that, you know, really restricts throughout the week and you don't let yourself have anything off plan. Your food is boring throughout the week. It's really, really restrictive. Your diet is just so hard to adhere to that when you get to the weekends, you, you just, you, you almost have no other choice but to let go because naturally that is what you want to do and naturally that's what you would do right when you are on such a restrictive plan naturally you're going to fall off like you know you can only stick to a diet that is restrictive that it's boring that doesn't excite you that doesn't satisfy you and satiate you so long right so if you're one of those maybe you're on 1200 calories your deficit is too steep okay so you've gone too too steep and it's just impossible to stick to so on the weekends you end up binging and this is very common guys so i find that the majority of clients that come to me they really struggle on the weekend and you know what i used to struggle too and heck i still sometimes have a, a battle with my weekends because i am extremely driven throughout the week like my my week is extremely like on point you know i have my schedule everything is the same you know i train i go to work everything is very similar and then when come the weekend all of a sudden i'm sleeping in i don't train clients i don't work i go out i'm being more social 
I don't necessarily have the same routine. I don't sleep at the same time. So, you know, my weekends are a bit freaking jacked up, you know, they're all a bit all over the place. And so what happens is that I end up overeating on the weekends or even under eating on the weekends. Then I'm not meeting my protein intake. So I'm not really on track and your weekends are still part of your week okay that's two days out of seven that's a lot okay so if you are going over your calories on the weekend you don't know what you're eating on the weekends and you are stuck at the same weight you're probably going over your calorie intake and putting yourself either in maintenance or in a surplus if you're gaining weight then you're most likely putting yourself in a surplus. It's so easy to eat 1,200 calories throughout the week and then on the weekend have 4,000 calories. If you're going out, if you're drinking alcohol, you're having pizza, burgers, um, it's really, really easy to overeat on the weekends. So my suggestion here would be to start tracking your weekends if you're not already. If you're not already tracking your weekends, hello, they are still part of your week, okay? And... Um, Another suggestion would be to try to stay consistent as much as possible with your routine on the weekends. You can have one or two untracked meals, but you have to realize that if you are in a focused fat loss phase, then it should be monitored because Otherwise, it will slow down your fat loss, okay? And that might not be necessarily a bad thing, okay? Because we're all about balance around here and at Body by Less, we're all about sustainable. But I would say that, you know, most women struggle with being on a diet all the damn time. They're constantly in a diet. They're in a diet mindset for their entire lives, literally from the, the first time they did their first diet to now, they're still struggling. So dieting should be quick it should be efficient it shouldn't last more than 12 weeks in my opinion um at any given time i personally also think you shouldn't diet more than twice a year and um you should you should be spending time in maintenance but you know if if you're in too much of a steep deficit then look at making it a little bit more sustainable even if it will be a little bit slower and you can still go out and you can still enjoy yourself but weekends are really really crucial and you don't want to make your weekend your weekend okay so that's number one number two and this is also very common is incorrect tracking methods so look tracking has been shown and this they've done studies now to um, confirm that even dietitians are off by 50 percent Okay, so by 50%, dietitians are off when it comes to entering food in a tracker, whether it's MyFitnessPal, it's Chronometer, Fitbit, whatever, you know, macro and calorie tracker you prefer to use. So, you know, using incorrect tracking methods can, okay, cause you to not lose fat because it could potentially cause you to not be in a deficit. So how does that work? Well, first of all, if you're using MyFitnessPal, you have to realize that MyFitnessPal is actually not that accurate, okay? So with MyFitnessPal, you have to be very careful what kind of entries you use in your um, diary. So if you're using entries that are potentially not correct, then 
you're going to be, you know, putting a hamper on how accurate your overall intake is going to look like, okay? And why is that? Well, because it's actually uh, very easy, okay, for anybody to upload a food in MyFitnessPal, okay? So it's um, the database that's found in MyFitnessPal is literally crowd uh, crowdsourced, okay? That means anybody and their dog can upload any food. And so if I wanted to put in that broccoli, for 100 grams of broccoli, you could get 50 grams of protein, I could put that in there. And someone unsuspecting who has no idea about nutrition could go in and use that entry and have no idea that actually broccoli doesn't have 50 grams, 100 grams of broccoli does not contain 50 grams of protein. So um, it's the same with calories. It's the same with um, packaged foods. Companies can have up to a 20% um, discrepancy when it comes to the calorie and macro uh, breakdown. And why is that? That's to do with sugar alcohols and fiber. So a lot of the times they don't count towards those things. And, you know, unfortunately we can't control this, okay? So if you do choose to use MyFitnessPal, you have to be mindful about two things. One, you wanna ensure that you use only um, verified entries and they usually have a green tick or blue tick next to them and two you want to ensure that you always use the same entry every single time so that will at least ensure some level of consistency okay whereas if you're always using different entries that's going to be really uh problematic so those are the two tips when it comes to tracking and um it really does come down to practice um i do prefer chronometer and you know i've always used my fitness pal as a coach and as my you know for me myself when i track my on my own and i have tried lots of other different trackers and my fitness pal has always been the one that i always come back to however i've recently started using chronometer and it's absolutely amazing it's such a game changer and i find that it's a little bit more accurate it doesn't have the bigger database that my fitness pal does have but it does um, have much more accuracy and at the end of the day you can always check right you can always check um if if the entry is correct by going on google and checking if it's correct so this is something that is very common and i find that with incorrect tracking methods um you know it it it, it is a problem that could hold you back when it comes to sticking to your deficit being in a deficit but for the most part, unless you're a competitor or someone who's trying to get extremely lean or someone who's been doing this for a long time, if you're a beginner, it's very rare that you're you're going to be tracking. Um, you're going to have tracking errors unless they are really big tracking errors, such as not using a food scale, using cups, um, that kind of stuff. So let's move on to number three. So why you're not losing fat in a deficit? Number three is tracking in retrospect so that is something that you know i've done before and i think most of us do at some degree and that is tracking 
what you ate previously. So not pre-planning and pre-tracking what you're going to eat. And unless you're, you know, quite uh, experienced when it comes to tracking, then tracking in retrospect is going to be a problem because most of us don't freaking remember what we ate yesterday. (laughs) So we have to learn and get into the habit of pre-tracking and pre-entering what we're going to eat, at least for the most part, our main meals. And then we can sort of kind of go track with snacks along the way. But our main meals, we should not track in retrospect because again, dietitians were wrong about what they ate. They couldn't even remember half of what they ate. They overestimate their activity level and underestimate their intake. And so it's very, very common even in dietitians. So if it's common in dietitians, us mere mortals, we're going to have a hard time too remembering what we ate. So you want to be intentional when it comes to tracking and planning your meals. You want to plan your meal plan beforehand. Do you have to be meticulous and plan every single thing? No, but plan your protein, plan your carbs, plan your fats. And then, you know, veggies could, you know, be here and there. You can add them as you go. Same thing with snacks. But for the most part, you want to have a plan. Those who don't plan, plan to fail. Okay. So, Planning is important. Record it beforehand. I always try and record things beforehand the night before. So I just sit in bed and I just copy paste what I ate today. If I'm happy with eating it tomorrow, I just re uh, retrack, uh, pre-track it, sorry, and it's there, right? And then I can adjust while I prepare that meal if need be, okay? So if I put in chicken and I decide I'm gonna have fish instead, I can change it in the moment. But if I'm you know, tracking in retrospect, most of the time, I'm not going to remember how many grams I ate of rice yesterday, right? So that is a big one. And in fact, I probably should have put this as number one. But like I said, they're not in order. So let's go with it. So if you don't track, it's hard to know what's working. Okay, that's something that, you know, I find a lot of people, they go into fat loss with and, and weight loss with the with the notion that, you know, they're just going to wing it. Like, they plan everything else in their lives, but apparently planning nutrition, we're just going to wing it. <laughs> no, guys, we've got to plan. If you want to go on a trip, okay, let's say you want to go on vacation and you got a budget for that vacation and you got to plan things, right? You wouldn't just go, okay, and not plan how much you're going to spend, not plan how much you're going to save. I mean, unless you're an absolute millionaire, but you're going to have to plan. So it's the same with nutrition, okay? Plan your nutrition, plan what you're going to eat, plan what you're going to put into your body. So super duper important. And um, another thing when it comes to tracking in retrospect is that there's a lot of errors when it comes to serving sizes, okay? Serving sizes for prepackaged foods, okay? So I'll give you an example. So um, certain foods, okay, come in serving sizes. And you might 
eat one serving thinking that it's one serving but actually it was two servings so i'll just give you a quick example let's say you're buying protein balls okay and they come in a small package and they come in threes okay so one package is three three balls and the package says that three balls is 400 calories okay but you read it as three balls 400 calories but actually it's one ball right so you might be eating three servings not one so you've got to check the label and you've got to get really comfortable reading labels so if you're not comfortable reading labels start reading labels turn the package around and read the label okay in my coaching program i teach my clients how to read labels but guys you could go on google and you can check how to read a label it's very simple just takes a bit of practice okay stop looking at the front only stop looking at marketing buzzwords like it's healthy or it's protein rich look at the servings look at the ingredients look at what's inside the packaging okay learn how to read um macro labels how many protein how many carbs how much sugar has it all of those things are important okay much more important than the marketing buzzwords at the beginning or at the front of the packaging so um another common tracking error is weighing in cups or teaspoons rather than grams so this is something that a lot of us do and it's just down to laziness and just down to like oh i can't be bothered to use a food scale or oh i don't want to do advanced math when it comes to eating you're not doing advanced math okay you just literally have to weigh how much you're going to eat so i'll give you a tip okay when you're weighing things like peanut butter or let's say you're weighing something like cheese or a sauce or something that's in a container all right the easiest way to do it is to put the entire container on this food scale zero out the food scale and then take your serving out okay this is the easiest way to weigh food okay you'll get a negative and that is going to help you weigh food rather than trying to weigh it then put some back you know take some more that's much more difficult so you've got to weigh everything in grams and i would suggest you thinking about weighing things that are more calorie dense so things like peanut butter olive oils cheese fats mainly fats and protein because those are foods that it's so easy to go overboard and of course your carbs as well but fats are the bigger ones like your nuts your seeds your oils your uh, nut butters like we all know how depressing one serving of peanut butter is okay if you've never actually weighed one serving of peanut butter you're gonna see the one taste tablespoon looks very different to what you think one tablespoon looks like so stop weighing in cups stop weighing in in teaspoons weigh in grams okay moving on to number four why you're not losing fat in a deficit sips bites licks and tastes moms i'm talking to you (laughs) so if you do not track your licks your bites your tastes and if you're one of those people that has a lot of those throughout the day 
those add up guys if you are in a deficit and let's say you are eating you're you're only allotted 1500 calories okay and you're at the end of your deficit okay you're in a bit of a steep deficit and sometimes you've got to be if you really want to see um your body get really really lean and you know you have a, a a couple of chips here and a bite of this there and you have a couple of licks here and a sip there and a sip here all of that can actually add up sometimes it can add up to 200 300 even 400 calories okay over the course of your day and it's really shocking when you start tracking it so if you start tracking these licks and bites and tastes you know look it is a bit pedantic but it will give you a bit of a wake-up call because then it actually teaches you about mindful eating because when we do these things we're not being mindful right we're not being mindful about what we're putting into our bodies we're just kind of like you know just aimlessly going throughout the day eating whatever it is that's in front of us you know so you walk into the office and oh there's a cookie on the table might as well eat it do you really want it do you actually want it so there's these things that actually make a big difference when it when for example if you're if you're feeding your kids right and you are in the habit of finishing off whatever's left over in their plate guys that food counts <laughs> so you got to start tracking everything everything counts do you have to track calories to lose fat no but do calories count yes okay everything has an energy uh currency everything has calories so if you don't account for these things on paper you might be in a deficit right you might be tracking perfectly on my fitness pal but then you forgot to track those things those licks those bites those tastes and they're not on paper therefore they're not actually there right they haven't happened but they have okay and so if you are struggling to lose fat look at these things okay before diagnosing yourself with a hormone problem or before saying that you need to reverse diet or before saying you need to exercise more look at these things look at these things all right and you know finally okay i want to come for um one of the biggest reasons that i find a lot when it comes to women that are not losing any weight um that is long-term dieters and this is what i do in the body by less coaching program in my metabolic rebuild online coaching program is i help women who struggle with dieting and they've struggled their whole life with dieting on and off yo-yo dieting and they are now at a point where nothing seems to work okay they've tried everything they've tried intermittent fasting they've tried paleo they've tried keto they've tried carnivore like they've tried going vegan they've tried eating clean like they've tried everything under the sun and nothing seems to work and guys this was me okay i had a history of yo-yo dieting i've had a history of 
a really bad relationship with food, orthorexia, and under eating, okay, and, you know, I came to a point where I was like, I need to fix this because otherwise I'm never going to get to where I want to be, and I'm always going to be dieting in a dieting mindset so what did I do I got myself a coach guys I got myself a coach because I needed someone to help guide me to look at what I was doing from a bird's eye view okay when you're so close to what you're doing and so invested it's really hard to see and have a bigger picture and so let's look at long-term dieting and what it does to your metabolism so When we diet, it is a normal metabolic reaction where our metabolic rate slows down as we diet. Why? Because, first of all, our body does not want to diet. Our body doesn't want to be eating less food. Our uh, metabolism is still very much uh, operating as it did hundreds and thousands of years ago okay that in it mechanism of survival is still present even though we don't live as hunter gatherers okay our ancestors were were searching and hunting for food and wouldn't go would go days without food like that's not what we're doing right now right we have an abundance of calorie dense foods available to us and we are definitely not hunting for our food but that you know it's still part of our um makeup our genetics and so we we have to take into consideration that our body does not want to diet okay and what happens every time you do diet okay is your body slows down its metabolic rate okay to keep you alive so a lot of the times you'll hear people saying oh if you don't eat you're in starvation mode and therefore you won't lose weight. No, that doesn't happen. Why? Because if you look at um, the, you know, people that are uh, criminals, (laughs) prisoners of war and poor people that don't have money for food, people who are homeless, people that don't have access to good nutrition, they are malnourished and they are under eating and they are most of the time starving so they're not in starvation mode what's happening is that metabolic rate slows down to keep you alive your body will start to slow down its metabolic rate its metabolic functions okay and you will start burning less calories at rest you will start moving less it's natural okay and if you've lost a significant amount of weight in your life any at any point in time you're also going to be slowing down your metabolic rate and because you're a smaller person it will take less calories to maintain your body right so let's say you weighed 100 kilos and you lost 50 okay what would what would support 100 kilos now no longer is needed you need to eat less to support 50 50 kilos right so that is just a quick example to show that it's a normal metabolic reaction okay so let's stop saying that plateaus are bad okay they're not that it's a normal thing when it comes to diet but that being said if you're a chronic yo-yo dieter and you've gone on and off diets pretty much your whole life 
every single time you do diet, every single time you do decide to go on a diet and you restrict calories, your body adapts, okay? So let's say you've gone, you know, you started off with maintaining at 2,000 calories, maintaining your, your weight at 2,000. You went on a diet, you cut 500. You did that diet, you lost some weight, your body adapted, and you never went back to 2000, okay? Your body adapted at 1500. So now your new maintenance had become 1500. And what do you do? You go back to your old ways, you gain the weight back, okay? Because you didn't reverse diet out, you didn't bring your calories back up. So you stayed at 1500, couldn't maintain it, gained weight, binged, and now you wanna go on another diet because you gain that weight back. So what do you do? You cut those calories again. This time you go on a 1200 calorie diet. Oh, your body loses a little bit of weight because it's all of a sudden a new stimulus from that overeating and binging that you were doing previously. And that doesn't last very long because you can't even keep up 1200 calories. It's too freaking hard to, to do. So what do you do? You binge and you go back to 2000. What do you do? You gain weight. Why? Because your body adapted to 1200 calories. So imagine if you're constantly doing this, okay, over and over and over again. That is what metabolic adaptation looks like, okay? So you you are putting your met, your metabolic rate in a bad place. You're, you're, you're further slowing down your metabolic rate. You're slowing down that mechanism. Or let's say you're someone who's lost a ton of weight in the past, but then you've gained some over the years and now you want to lose that weight again. Well, did you reverse diet at the time? Probably not. Most people don't know how to do that. So it's not that we have a weight loss problem. We don't have a weight loss problem. We have a weight maintenance problem because people don't know how to do this correctly. So they're constantly dieting. They're always in a diet always in a diet phase. They never spend any time building muscle. They never spend any time building up their calories to a healthier place. Guys, nobody, literally nobody should be on 1200 calories as a permanent way of eating, okay? No woman should be eating 1500 calories as their norm. It's just not a good place to be. You can't be flexible. You can't eat out. You can't do very much on 1500 calories. So if you're constantly doing that, you're always putting yourself in such a compromised place that you're never going to actually see results because you're always going to be binging and then restricting, binging and then restricting. And binging and restricting is a stressor on the body. And stress also uh, fucks up your metabolism. So guys, Let's look at metabolic adaptation, not as a problem, okay, but as a normal reaction to long-term dieting. And what do we need to do to counteract? We need to rebuild the metabolism. We need to build up your calories. So if you have constantly been struggling, trying to lose weight on 1500 calories or even 1200 calories, and you're not losing any weight, there is nowhere to go from there. You cannot further restrict. You cannot exercise more because it's only going to end up again 
uh, pushing your body into further adaptation. Your body adapts to the stimulus that you give it constantly to keep you alive. So what do you need to do? You need to give it a new stimulus. You need to eat more calories. You need to build some muscle. You need to spend some time in maintenance where you should be living most of your life. So this is what I do in the Metabolic Rebuild program. Okay, so if you're one of those people that listening and you have been yo-yo dieting all your life and you're kind of like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, I'm I'm not seeing results on low calories. I can't, un, you know, I can't exercise more. I don't have time. I'm, I'm exhausted. Or perhaps you have a really very bad relationship with food and you're afraid of food, you're afraid of eating out, you're afraid of eating carbs, you're you're not building any muscle, you're you don't know how to train, you don't know anything about anything and you're feeling lost and confused. Hi. Hi. I'm here and I'm here to help you. So, please get in touch, okay? You can apply to the program in the link in bio in sorry, not in the link in bio, in the link in the show notes. And we can chat and see if you'd be a good fit. Okay, so this is very common. So if you're one of those people that you're just kind of like, I don't know what to do. Maybe it's time to reverse diet. Maybe it's time to heal your metabolism. Maybe it's time to rebuild your metabolism. So it's it's totally natural that you stop losing weight. Okay, plateaus are normal. But, but if you know, you're, you're, you're not getting anywhere and it's been several months. Yeah. You need to start doing things differently. Okay. So, um, always, I do want to say always first, just, you know, check first. Are you a weekend warrior? Are you not tracking weekends? Are you incorrectly tracking? Are you, um, not tracking at all? Or are you not tracking licks, bites and tastes and those things? Like check those first before you decide that it's your metabolism. Um, but for the most part, I find that most of the clients that come to me and they want to lose weight, I don't put them on a diet straight off. I build up their metabolism so that when we do go on a diet, their body responds better. Their body responds and they don't have to work so freaking hard for it. They can eat 2000 calories and lose weight. Yes, it's possible, but you have to be patient. Okay. And that brings me to the last point, And that is patience. Okay. Yes. Sometimes you just have to be patient. In fact, most of the time you have to be patient because guys, fat loss is not easy. Okay. Weight loss can happen very quickly. You can literally go and take a dump and weigh yourself. You'll weigh less. Okay. You can have food poisoning, not eat for three days and you'll weigh less, but fat loss takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. So you've got to get this out of your head that you can lose, you know, that that you can go use a calculator and it'll tell you how much you're going to lose every single week and it's going to happen that way. Like, no, that's not going to happen. It's going to take time. You're not going to see results overnight. Sometimes your body will be completely unresponsive and you just don't know why. And that sometimes is linked to not just the food, it's also linked to your biofeedback, meaning your sleep, your stress, meaning your cravings, your hunger, um, your digestion, your menses, your menstrual cycle, where you're at in your menstrual cycle, okay? Uh, how, how hard you're training, 
those kinds of things will impact your weight and fat loss results. So give your body time to adjust, okay? Don't be switching every damn week. Don't change your calories every single week. Don't change your macros every single week. Your weight will also fluctuate on a day-to-day basis, okay? I talk a lot about the scale being just a small part of the picture, but you have to realize that fat loss happens very slowly, okay? And weight loss is all over the place. Okay, weight on the scale is completely different than fat loss. So start measuring your measurements. Look at your clothes, how they fit. Don't just focus on the scale. Okay, don't just focus on the scale. Use daily data as a way to uh, measure trends. Okay, don't look at those daily fluctuations as, um, you know, the the as the the real picture of what's going on because I see this a lot it's called scale sabotage where people then hop on the scale see the number go up freak out drop the calories further and then it backfires because they end up binging and then it's this vicious circle so if you're using the scale as a way to measure progress as the only way to measure progress as you know a way to measure your worth guys this is not good. You've got to stop doing that. Okay. You've got to stop. You've got to detach your, your worth to the scale. Okay. It's just a number. It's just data. And it's only one very small data point. So, you know, at the end of the day, the all or nothing gets you nothing. All or nothing mindset gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere. You're either all in or you're all out. It gets you nowhere, okay? So try and be a bit more balanced, guys, in the between, okay? You don't have to be perfect, 1% better every single day, okay? So these are the top reasons why you're not losing fat in a calorie deficit. Now, guys, if you are struggling with any of these issues, okay, reach out. I'd love to talk and help you out through this. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and found it helpful. And hopefully that you can walk away with some new strategies to look at what you're currently doing in your fat loss phase and look at what you're currently doing in your deficit and see where you could be making some changes. If you're not seeing results, at the end of the day, if you're not seeing fat loss, you're not in a deficit, okay? The only way to lose weight and fat is to be in a calorie deficit. If you're not losing fat, you're not in a calorie deficit. And that is unfortunately the reality. And that's another reason why I think the biggest thing that is going to help you is to get support because sometimes you're just going to feel stuck and you just don't know what's going on. So rather than, you know, just going crazy, trying to figure this out on your own, get the help of a, of a professional, of someone who can give you that bird's eye view. Okay. So if you like the podcast and want more content like this and a community of like-minded women all on the same journey to become their strongest, fittest, healthiest selves whilst quitting the diets, the bullshit and the excuses, I invite you to join the free Facebook group. Come on over. The link is in the show notes. And the group is built for you specifically if you're a driven modern day woman over 30 who's busy, overworked, stressed, and struggling to jug it all 
whilst taking care of yourself and putting yourself first and you long to start putting yourself first again and you want to break through weight loss plateaus, you want to restore your slow metabolism from years of yo-yo dieting and you want to drop two to three dress sizes to feel confident and sexy in your skin, lose fat for the last time without over restriction, being tied to the scale, this is the group for you. And look, If you're sick of fad diets, you're sick of complicated meal plans, needing to spend hours in the gym, fearing food, using exercise as punishment, or obsessing about the scales, and you want to finally get results that last, and you want to finally go on a plan that will give you exactly what to do, how much to do, and when every step of the way, I invite you to my one-on-one weight loss coaching program, Metabolic Rebuild. So by joining the program, your diet struggle ends here. You're going to discover how you can put yourself first again, how you can rebuild your metabolism from years of yo-yo dieting and trying everything and having nothing work and that diets that just leave you feeling miserable. You can lose fat without giving up your favorite foods and build a fitter, leaner, stronger body without any grueling workouts or spending hours in the gym. So if you want to have a chat link is in the show notes. You can apply and we can schedule a metabolic assessment call. So if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. It helps me reach more people. I'd love to grow the podcast and help reach more women. So share this episode with a friend, share it this episode on your social media by taking a screenshot and tagging me on Instagram at D underscore coaching so we can help reach more people and change the way women do health and fitness guys it's been a pleasure it's so great to be back thanks again for listening and i'll speak to you again soon have an amazing day